Hello, amazing parents, and welcome to Parenting with Psychology. I'm Dr. Lindsay Emerson. I'm a clinical psychologist, parenting coach, and mother of four, and I'm here to teach you actionable psychology-based parenting tools from my 5Cs Parenting Framework to help you master any parenting situation. Thanks for joining me today. At Parenting with Psychology, we believe amazing parenting means becoming intentional in your parenting and proactive in learning skills to help you parent more effectively in a way that best fits your unique parent-child dynamic. Before we dive into today's tips, let's take a moment to add a positive spin to our parenting and think about a time when you utilized your parenting toolbox to have a win with your family this week. I'll share one of mine with you. The other day, I was chatting with a friend who said she had just gotten back from a trip out of town with one of her children. She felt like he needed some extra attention, and because of her children's ages, it made sense to pull him from school, but not the other kids. So they got to do some fun activities at home with dad. It's not always possible to spend a big chunk of time with one of your children, and it's not the right solution for every family, but this mom knew her kids and their needs, was able to make that special experience happen, and said the outcome was fantastic. It's amazing hearing about parents getting intentional in their choices they make for their families and the positive effect it has on their kids. Okay, now let's move on to today's parenting tips. This episode is titled, Four Essential Steps to Guide Your Children Through Disagreements. Parents play a crucial role in shaping their children's social development and helping them navigate the complexities of relationships. One common challenge is when our children have disagreements with their siblings or friends. From the first time you gently correct your infant for hitting to when you find yourself breaking up a heated argument between your teenagers, you have a choice of how you want to handle the situation and what you want your children to learn from the experience. This episode will explore how to talk effectively to your kids about these conflicts. I've always approached these conversations as a form of social skills training. That's a type of treatment psychologists use to help people feel more comfortable and effective in their communication and interpersonal skills. I used to lead group therapy for psychosis, focusing on social skills training, and boy, has that experience come in handy with a house full of little ones. Keep listening to learn how I've adapted this method into a four-step process I use with my kiddos to help resolve disagreements. First, gather the facts. When your child comes to you after a disagreement, it's important to create a safe and non-judgmental space for them to express their feelings. Encourage them to share what happened. Allow them to vent their frustrations and emotions. Active listening is key here. Give your child your undivided attention, maintain eye contact, and validate their feelings with phrases like, I can see how that would make you feel angry. This attention will help them feel understood and supported. If playmates disagree and both parents are present, each child will typically turn to their parent for support before the group meets to discuss what happened. If you are supervising a playdate alone, you might offer your child's friend a chance to speak first if they seem comfortable with that, but they may prefer that your child talk first. Focus on being an objective listener. For siblings, you'll need to identify one sibling to share their story first, perhaps based on age or whoever looks the most upset, then give the other sibling a chance to respond. These conversations go best when you gently remind your children to take slow, deep breaths to help them stay calm. Also, encourage them to use neutral, descriptive statements without a negative valence to avoid reigniting the situation. For example, Let's just say Tommy called me a name and then I got angry and hit him back rather than Tommy was being a jerk so I hit him. 
having kids in the same space but not directly next to each other during this cool down phase is helpful. Hey, amazing parents, are you overwhelmed by all the information out there about screen time and kids? Confused about how much screen time and what type of screen time is okay for your kids? Do you have trouble setting limits on your child's screen time and enforcing them? I created a masterclass on screen time just for you. In this solution-focused class, you'll get the peace of mind that comes with understanding how screen time affects children and teens and how to get control over your family's screen time schedule to keep screens from dominating your child's life. It's packed with essential psychology-based parenting tools in a very manageable 90-minute class. Make the investment in your family for only $75. Learn more at parentingwithpsychology.com slash screen time. There's even an add-on lesson on managing social media. Let's work together to find the right screen time balance for your family. For young children still developing their verbal skills, you may need to interpret what happened like something happened to upset you and you hit Tony, or you didn't like it when Tanya grabbed your toy and then you hit her. Is that right? These situations are an excellent opportunity for you to model calm, non-judgmental behavior too, as you gather information and help to improve the situation. Reacting too quickly and jumping to conclusions about what happened does little to solve the problem and can worsen the situation. Number two, reflect and analyze. After your child has shared their side of the story, it's time to guide them towards reflection and analysis. Ask open-ended questions to encourage critical thinking, such as, what do you think caused the disagreement? Or how do you think your actions affected the situation? Such questions help your child develop self-awareness and take responsibility for their part in the conflict. Younger children may need prompts with options like, did that make the situation better or worse? Or did that make Trevor happy or sad? Number three, present alternatives. Once your child has analyzed the situation, presenting alternative ways to handle the disagreement is crucial. This step is akin to corrective feedback in social skills training. Explain to your child that they can learn better ways of resolving conflicts, just like learning a new skill. Offer suggestions on how they could have responded differently, emphasizing empathy, active listening, and compromise. Encourage them to think about the potential outcomes of these alternative approaches. For example, if you asked Troy for the toy back and he said no, would that have been a good time to ask mom for help? Or would it have been a better choice to walk away and hit a pillow than to hit your brother? You can bring this point home by modeling the alternative behavior for your child. You can say, here's how I would do it. Perhaps you mask a look of anger with clenched fists saying, we can talk about this later. I'm feeling angry, so I'm going to walk away and hit a pillow so I don't hit you. Then physically turn your body and walk to the nearest pillow and punch it. After watching you demonstrate the behavior, they'll feel more comfortable doing the next step. Step four, role play and practice. Behavioral rehearsal is a key element in social skills training. Engaging your child in role play scenarios reinforces alternative approaches to resolving disagreements. For example, you can say, let's try that. Pretend that Troy just took your toy. You asked for it back and he said no. Now say, mom, can you please help with the disagreement Troy and I are having? Then have your child say that back to you. Saying the words will markedly increase the odds of your child actually using them the next time the situation arises. 
The more you use this social skills training technique to resolve disagreements in your family, the more quickly your child will get comfortable with this part of the routine and understand that the role-playing portion is essential and that this conversation won't be over until they practice the alternative approach to resolving disagreements. Similarly, you can ask your older child to imagine his brother had just called him a name, turn away, and punch a pillow. It may feel silly doing it, but the role-playing step is critical to solidifying the corrective feedback in their minds and their bodies. This hands-on practice helps children internalize the skills and prepares them for future conflicts. Celebrate their efforts and provide positive reinforcement when they demonstrate effective communication and problem-solving during the role-play. Next up, where's the apology? You may be wondering where the apology is in this strategy. You didn't miss it. It's not there. I do think it's essential for children to learn how to apologize effectively. I'll have an episode dedicated to teaching kids how to apologize to friends and siblings coming soon. In the meantime, check out episode 31 on the power of apologizing to your kids at parentingwithpsychology.com slash blog slash 31 for an introduction to my acknowledge and amends technique. The reason I have not included an apology here is that kids make a lot of mistakes as they grow and develop. It's all part of the learning process. Frequent apologies can become tedious and detract from the ability to learn from the experience. Moreover, disagreements are often two-sided. Rather than having each kid apologize to each other, I think there's infinitely more benefit to be gained from a calm and productive discussion aimed at improving social skills to prevent future disagreements. By all means, toss an apology into step two, reflect and analyze, or use your judgment throughout the day with your kiddo and use different strategies based on different situations. An apology here, some social skills practice there, or a combination of the two. Parenting with Psychology is all about loading your parenting toolbox with valuable parenting tools to help you find the best match for your unique parent-child dynamic. Okay, here's the take-home message for this episode. Talking to your kids about disagreements with their siblings or friends offers an opportunity to teach them valuable social skills. By creating a safe space for conversation, guiding them through reflection and analysis, presenting alternative approaches, and practicing these skills through role play, you empower your child to navigate conflicts with empathy and effective communication. Nurturing social skills is an ongoing process, and with your guidance, your child will develop the tools needed for healthy and fulfilling relationships. Change takes time, so be patient. If a disagreement happens in your family this week, try out these four steps to see how smoothly the experience of resolving disagreements goes and how ready your child feels to tackle the next one with more skill. Social skills training is the first line response in my consequences category of my 5 C's parenting framework. Check out the 5 C's to amazing parenting at parentingwithpsychology.com slash blog slash one to learn more about the 5 C's. And remember, consequences don't have to be negative. They're not always a form of punishment. They're simply any environmental response or reaction to your child's behavior. To find more episodes in this category, go to parentingwithpsychology.com slash blog slash 34 for the show notes for today's episode, and use the category search menu on the right of your screen. Oh, and social skills training is just one of the powerful tools I teach in my Parenting with Psychology courses. To get more of a taste for the psychology-based tools I teach in my full course, check out my free boot camps. Find a boot camp specific to your child's age and save your spot today to continue learning on your amazing parenting journey. 
Okay, amazing parents, that wraps up today's episode. Thanks so much for being here, everyone. Join me next week to learn how to get intentional in your parenting. Until then, keep up the good work on your amazing parenting journey. You can follow Parenting with Psychology and sign up to receive my weekly newsletter at parentingwithpsychology.com slash tips to be sure you don't miss any of my new tips. My weekly tips are available to read on my website, to listen to on your favorite podcast player, or to watch on YouTube. If you'd like to connect with me more regularly and join the Parenting with Psychology community, follow Parenting with Psychology on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. It would mean the world to me if you would take a moment to rate and review this episode to help it become more visible to other parents. Finally, a quick legal disclaimer. Please note that the advice provided in this episode is different than therapy and does not serve as a substitute for professional psychological treatment or other types of professional advice or intervention. If you or your child have concerns or need further parenting or personal support, please contact a physician or other qualified local health professional. See you next week, amazing parents.